Welcome to the special edition of Home and Place podcast, recorded May 2019 in Brooklyn, New York, as part of the anniversary celebration for EDRA 50. That's the Environmental Design Research Association's 50th anniversary conference. I'm your host, Nicole Kane. For these special edition EDRA 50 episodes, we're shortening the usual podcast format of 30 minutes and instead sharing 10-minute interviews with lecturers or compiled micro-interviews with poster presenters. The response to this podcast was heartwarming, and I'm sorry I was not able to record all of the researchers interested in sharing their work during the conference. However, good news is, that is exactly why I created Home and Place Podcast, to share the amazing work of built environment professionals who have a passion for place. So, if you're an Edraite, which is a member of Edra, send me an email and we can schedule a virtual recording. Visit my website to listen to all podcast episodes, see pictures from Edra 50, and find my contact information. Visit homeandplacepodcast.com. This episode was recorded on location in Brooklyn, New York at the Edra 50 conference, so please pardon any background noise. Now, on with the show. Hello and welcome. We are here in Brooklyn, New York at the EDRA conference. This is the Environmental Design Research Association. And I am here with Sarah and we're going to be talking from Kent State University and that's in Kent, Ohio. And we're going to be talking about um, a health system and facilities design online graduate certificate. And I'm really excited about this program and I'm very excited for Sarah to tell you more about it. So Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, so just a little bit of introduction about myself. Please. My name is Sarah Bayramzade. I'm the coordinator um, of healthcare design program at Kent State University. Okay, Sarah, can you tell us a little about yourself, your maybe educational background and how you got interested in healthcare design? Sure. I have a bachelor's degree in architectural engineering and I have a master of architecture and a PhD in design, construction, and planning. My PhD has a concentration in interior design. And when I started the PhD program, that's when I got interested in healthcare. And the reason was that I felt as a designer, I would like to be able to contribute a lot. And I think um, the area of healthcare design is one of those areas that has a lot um, to offer to a lot, a lot of user types, basically, because in healthcare environments we are dealing with patients, family members, and staff members, and that adds to the complexity of the work we can do there. Absolutely, and so I'm really excited about this certificate also, because I haven't really seen anything quite like this, not as in-depth as this goes. So through Kent State University in Kent, Ohio, it's the Health Systems and Facilities Design Online Graduate Certificate. All right, Sarah, can you tell me a little about who this program is for? Who's your audience? Sure, this program is open to anyone um, who is interested in understanding how design can play a role in healthcare outcomes. And that means, uh, that includes a range of expertise and it can be from any background basically, design or non-design. Uh, if they're architects, interior designers, or healthcare professionals, if they're educators, construction management professionals, human factors experts, um, this certificate applies to all, all of them. Yeah, and I think one thing that, that I got me really excited, so my background is occupational therapy and gerontology, so I don't have any design background. Mm -hmm. But so coming from that world, let's say coming from a healthcare world, maybe someone who has worked in health facilities as a nurse or some other staff member or therapist, how, um, what will they learn within this program if they, if they have no design background? Yes, yeah. that's a great question. So 
we have some learning outcomes for this program, and the main one is that you know there is a challenge um, in communication between designers and healthcare professionals. Usually, designers do not necessarily understand everything that healthcare professionals are talking about and vice versa. So sometimes healthcare professionals do not know what designers are talking about. They are not able to read floor plans. So there are difficulties uh, like that, which causes um, the communication not to be as productive as it should be. So during a design project, if it's a new design project or if it's a renovation, um, although this communication should be produ productive and that's a chance that they can um, communicate their needs and then the client uh, would be heard, um, this might not happen. So this certificate uh, would help everybody to understand each other in terms of the terminology and the concepts that exist in design and healthcare profession. Um, the other learning outcomes, the other learning outcome that we are considering is to understand and translate the research literature um, to design practice. So healthcare design area is one of those design areas that research can, um, is very established, uh, I would say, and that itself helps designers to be able to use evidence and um, research-based data to drive their design um, and design processes. It's important for designers to uh, you know, be able to make decisions that are backed up with evidence. So um, this certificate will help everyone to have a knowledge of what research is, how to apply that in their design process, and get to know the evidence-based design process. Um, we also want um, our graduates to learn about um, role of design, the role of design in influencing healthcare outcomes, and that includes you know, outcomes such as safety or efficiency or the overall experience for patients, staff, and family members. Um, and this would help clients to be able to actually evaluate the design proposals that they're getting from, um, their, um, from the design professionals and be able to actually voice their concerns or communicate their needs and evaluate the design. So I'm really curious, Eric, how long does the program take? Um, you know, once a student starts, how long until they are able to graduate from the program? And then also, could you go into a little more detail on each class that's offered? Sure. The program has 12 credit hours, and you can take it in the fall semester and the spring semester. So it would take you one year to finish that. You may start in the fall semester. You may start in the spring semester. So 12 credit hours, it's distributed. Um, in these two semesters, six credit hours in each. We have six courses that we offer. Five of them are core courses, and one is elective. It's up to the students if they want to take more electives, but they can just take one, and that would be 12 credit hours for the whole certificate. Each course is two credit hours, and they are offered in seven-week basis. So each course is seven weeks long. You can finish on one topic and then move on to the next. And this, um, this format is intended to give more flexibility to working professionals because they're one of our main intended audiences. Um, so it is online, it is flexible, and it's only 12 credit hours. So the type of courses that we offer, um, the five core courses we have, 
The first course is evidence-based design for healthcare, and that basically includes um, the definition of evidence-based design and how research can be applied in the design process, how... Um... Yeah, so that sounds like a foundational course. Like this is, here's where we start. Let's get on the base level. We are focusing on evidence-based design. And um, so it, it kind of seems like a foundational language course almost to me. Like let's build similar language together with this interdisciplinary class. Yes. Yeah. One of the learning outcomes, like I mentioned, is to understand and translate yeah. research um, into design practice. So this course will help um, students to understand what research is and how to apply the results in the uh, in the design process basically nice. um, the next course is healthcare facilities that includes um, topics such as programming planning master planning and codes and regulations that we need to follow in a healthcare setting the next course is healthcare environmental systems and materials. That course has two sections. One is focused on lighting design, and the other part is focused on interior aspect of um, healthcare environments. That includes furniture, finishes, materials, colors. And the next course is environmental environments of care and patient populations that includes topics on different types of patients and how their needs are different. For example, if we have psychiatric patients and versus pediatric patients, um, how their needs are different. Psychiatric patients need different um, safety measures compared to other populations. So it is important for um, students to understand that different patients need different things. So when we are designing different facilities for these populations, what are the design considerations when uh, we need to pay attention to? The fifth course is patient safety and systems thinking. This is an interdisciplinary course. It focuses on patient safety from an industrial engineering standpoint and also human factors. Um, there is a model, it's um, in systems engineering called SIPS, and that stands for Systems Engineering Initiative for Patient Safety. Um, they define five main components that lead to patient safety. Uh, they include organization, technology, people, tasks, and the physical environment. This is one of the very unique models that in non-design related fields um, actually acknowledges the physical environment and how it has a role um, in achieving patient safety. So this course will help um, designers to understand that from a human factors perspective, there are things that are being considered in helping um, human factors and industrial engineers to understand how um, details of architecture and design um, can play a role in patient safety. Very neat. That sounds like a really amazing class. And then we have an elective option. Yes, we have an elective option. We have a list of approved um, electives, and there are courses from the College of Architecture and Environmental Design, um, College of Public Health, and College of Nursing, and students can um, select a course from any of these colleges based on their um, interest and the expertise that they want to develop. Oh, interesting. So if a construction management student comes in or a construction management professional comes into the course and wants to take a nursing class, what would that be like? 
for them? Because I'm just thinking, you know, I'm thinking, okay, if the healthcare people are coming into it, they're going to get some design. But if the designers and the construction managers are coming in, they're going to get some healthcare too, which is fantastic. I love that. Yes. Uh, okay. A construction management professional, um, you know, depending on their own interest and the type, I guess the type of project that they work on in their specific company, uh, because companies can be different and the projects that they have might be different, but depending on that, their situation or their interest, um, they may benefit from different things. So one thing in nursing that I can think of is um, administration, and then um, I think that would help them knowing who to communicate with and the roles that they have in as part of the construction and design team that they're communicating with, the construction management would be part of that. So in terms of planning the whole project, um, in terms of management of that, um, knowing how um, nurses work or from an administrative point of view, how the healthcare services need to be delivered and the timeline yeah um, and I can see it's it, they might not have a full understanding of how the nurses work on their shifts but at least they're going to have some language now yes to be able to go and and cross those bridges so yes. the healthcare people are coming in they're learning the built environment language and then we've got the built environment people coming in and learning the healthcare language yes. you this what what makes me so excited about this program is that it's a bridge program it bridges these worlds with language and with evidence-based research and I think it's so needed and essential and I'm really excited that you're doing this. Yes, thank you. You're actually um, explaining that very well. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Sarah, thank you so much for taking your time and being on the podcast today. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the special edition of Home and Place podcast, recorded May 2019 in Brooklyn, New York, as part of the anniversary celebration for EDRA 50, the Environmental Design Research Association's 50th anniversary conference. I'm your host, Nicole Kane founder of Home and Place Project. I'm an independent researcher and consultant focused on residential universal design and person-centered analysis of the built environment. My educational background is in occupational therapy, environmental gerontology, and I'm currently back in school studying community planning with an interest in creating aging-friendly communities. To connect, collaborate, or just learn more about me and my work, visit my website, homeandplaceproject.com. As we wrap up, I wanted to share a brief overview of EDRA. From their literature, the mission of EDRA is to provide a collaborative, multidisciplinary community to connect theory, research, teaching, and practice to recognize, create, and advocate for environments that are responsive to diverse human needs. EDRA is committed to equity, inclusion, and respect for all persons. On a personal note, I adore EDRA and feel as if I've truly found my people here. If you're interested in learning more about this organization, visit their website, edra.org, E-D-R-A.org. Happy 50th anniversary, EDRA. Where will the next 50 years take us? Finally, a special thanks to Delia of Northfield, Minnesota for composing and performing this original music. Take us home, Delia. Delia.